Welcome to Bible study. Welcome back to Bible study. You were here last week, weren't you? And we are studying Galatians chapter 5. And this week, by the way, welcome Derek and welcome John. Did the wrong way around. I've done everything the wrong way around. Good to see you. Um, And so we're going to study from Galatians chapter 5, verse 13 um, to 18. And John, you're going to read and Derek, you'll pray. Okay, here we are. Galatians chapter 5, beginning at verse 13. For you, brethren, have been called to liberty. Only do not use liberty as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. For all the law is fulfilled in one word, even in this you shall love your neighbour as yourself. But if you bite and devour one another, beware lest you be consumed by one another. I say then, Walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfil the lusts of the flesh. For the flesh lusts against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another, so that you do not do the things that you wish. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under law. Lord, thank you for your wonderful word that shines a light into our soul. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are the one who who authored the Word and you illuminate the Word of God to our hearts. Please teach us today, Lord. Reveal your truth to us today. Imprint your Word in our heart that we would walk in your ways. Thank you, Lord, for blessing each one listening to this program now. In the name of Jesus, amen. 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 Yeah, there's always new... As you think, oh, well, we, we've pretty well done it, you know, when you, when you end, you know, a previous study. And then there's always something new in the next few verses. And it's amazing how Paul finds another layer or a strata that we need to, to consider. Because sometimes I wonder, oh, we're just grinding through. I'm looking forward to, to heaven, where <laughs> we won't have to think about the law or sin <laughs> or the flesh or the devil. Mm. Um, but here we are, we've reached what is, I, I would suggest, the kind of, we're, we're sort of really on the upward curve now to something wonderful, mm. life in the spirit. Yes. Uh, would you want to summarise where we've got to, Derek, or, yeah. or what this it, it, is about? Chapter 5, it's definitely moving, as you say, into living in the spirit. The, you've got... Um, the big issue of justification, which has been the initial big emphasis here, is how are you made right with God? And um, Paul has been saying the only way to get right with God is not by your own works, but not by the law, obeying the law, but by the grace of Christ. And uh, he said, first of all, Jesus has set us free from the dominion, from the curse, from the condemnation of the law. Uh, Praise God for that, because Mm. we could never, by our own human effort, satisfy God's righteousness. And and so he's in in chapter five, verse one. He kind of sets the scene by saying, "Stand fast." No, sorry, for for freedom, Christ has set us free. And I would put it like this: for a life of freedom, Christ has set us free. Yeah. And the freedom is first of all freedom from the law, because while we are under the law we are trying to keep God's commandments in the flesh and, and we will bound to fail. 
So, but also, the ultimate aim is not just to be free from the law, but to be free from sin, to actually fulfill God's righteousness, mm. God, God's ways in our life. But the only way we can do that, as we're going to see, is by the Holy Spirit. Mm. It's by the Spirit of grace in us that we are able to fulfill God's requirements, God's righteousness. Mm. And so the other freedom is to be free from, from self or free from sin, if you like. Yeah. And, and so when he says, for freedom, for a life of freedom, Christ has set us free, in verse 1 to 12, he focuses on one, one error, which is legalism. It's because he basically says, do not submit again to a yoke of slavery. So one way we can get into slavery is this legalism. That e even in our Christian life, we are living by the law, trying to keep all the laws and principles in our own strength. And so in verse 1 to 12, which we've covered, he, he, he deals with that. He says, that's, that's going to fail. Yeah. Now, in verse 13, he's now opening us up to, to the other side of things, which is, he says, you were, called, you were called to freedom. You were called to a life of freedom. And he is saying in this passage, the only way you can actually do that is by walking in the Spirit. Great. So that's a brilliant summary, John. He's he stolen your thunder. But no, not at over, all. Over, over to you, John. Well, I, of, of course, that's exactly, yeah. exactly where we are. And, we, and we're starting off here in, in verse 13, which in most of our Bibles is written like this. For you, brethren, have been called to liberty, only do not use liberty as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. Mm. Now, we have to remember that in the Greek, the punctuation isn't there. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with this, but move the semicolon to after the only. Yes. For you, brethren, have been called to liberty only. Mm. Do not use liberty as an opportunity. Yeah. To, to, as, a, as an opportunity for the flesh. And I, to me, I'm not saying that that's right. I'm saying for me, it puts the emphasis back on the freedom, on, on the freedom um, rather than on your 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 behaviour. Your behaviour. Yeah, and in one sense, it's absolutely robbed the yeah. verse of its meaning. It has. Because it's called to liberty. You've been called only. to freedom. Just get back to the law, yeah. <laughs> and don't use that freedom. Yeah. As an excuse. It is, and indulge. and and you see the theological bias in the translators. And this happens sometimes. I'm not criticising <laughs> no, them, no, or judging of them. Not. But you know, that, I'm just saying that when I read that. The Holy Spirit had me put a red line around that code. I mean, on sometimes and do this with it. it's quite um, profitable to uh, to actually do do a little chart of yeah. all of the translations on some of these critical verses, yes. which you can do now online much more easily. Yes, and can. then you see the little the nuances, yeah. And, yeah. Um, and is that someone's waiting that they've put on? on the comma or, yes. or not. It's, it's but it is liberty only to be yeah. not infected by anything else whatsoever. Mm. Um, we often think of that one, today you will be in, with me in paradise. Yeah, that, that's I say to you today, comma, that's right. you, I say to you, comma, today yes. <laughs> you'll be with me. It's a completely different meaning. Completely different meaning. Which you can create a whole and, doctrine. And, and, and people do. But of comma. course, if you analyze what, act, what is actually being said and the way Jesus has spoken elsewhere, 
that reinterpretation is clearly rubbish, isn't it? I mean, you, today you will be with him. Yes. And, and simple as that. Yeah, yeah. Because that lines up with everything else he said. Yes. Um, but uh, and so to just moving the semicolon here, just moving it to yeah. after the only, it causes everything. Because to fall in into my place. nearly infallible version, yes, what it says, it say? um, "You, my brothers, were called to be free." Full stop. Well, there you are. <laughs> <laughs> it's got it summarised the idea correctly. Mm. The, when you talk about liberty, mm. you, you have to define what you mean by liberty. Yes, of course. Because there's all kinds of liberties. Yeah. Because people uh, want freedom, freedom to sin, don't they? That's what, pe what freedom well, means yes, today. And that's to what Paul people. is saying, because in a way, this is what the Jewish antagonists, the legalists, would be accusing Paul of. He says, well, if you kind of set people free from the law, they'll feel free yeah. to live in a lawless way, to, to, to just live sinfully. Mm. You know, uh, and, and so they think Paul is encouraging sin. That would be the accusation. And of course, P Paul is answering that. In, and really, uh, he's talking about a liberty not to sin, mm. a, a liberty to live uh, as God intended us to, mm. yeah. a, a life of love. That's a really interesting point, and I've only just seen it because, of course, Paul is writing to a large audience here. It's not writing to a church like his, he's writing to the churches spread through this area of Galatia. Some might be quite small, some would be larger, um, mostly rural community. Um, but the people who are accusing Paul are not saved. So they really do not understand where he's coming from. And, and, and they're struggling in their own strength to, 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 to walk this life which is doomed to fail. And, and because they put so much effort into it, the thought that it's easier than this and they've been wrong is hard to swallow. Because that's always the way if you're unsaved. So these are unsaved people accusing Paul. It's not saved people saying, no, Paul, you got it wrong. It's unsaved people. It's the devil saying, I got a better way. You can do it my way. I think that's an important point. It is. It they ain't is saved. <laughs> it is an important yeah. point. They, Carry it's, on. It's, Carry on. Yeah, I mean, there's classically two ditches, you know, that, that you can fall into, you know, in misunderstanding, really. But uh, one, really what Paul is saying is, we are made to live by the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And where the Spirit is, there is liberty. Mm. Uh, and he's saying, on the one ditch is legalism, on the other side of the road is license. Mm. Yeah. Legalism is where you're in bondage to the law, yeah. and you're trying to keep the law in your own flesh, and you're in the flesh, you're in religious flesh. Uh, on the other side, if you think, well, now I'm just free to flesh out, yeah. um, you're still in bondage, and you're still in the flesh, and you're in slavery to sin. Yeah. So you, that is not freedom either. So we need living, to just that kind of step life. back to those who tune in occasionally, or have never tuned into Bible study before, and we probably do need to unpack the flesh or the sinful nature, what is that? Because it's in, it's in this verse, or am I going no, to that I don't, before? I, I think that's right, and I think to... these two ditches are important, but one, yeah. is, one is, they're both important. They're both important. The one you definitely don't want to be in important is, the, is, to avoid. is the legalist. You say they're important. They're you important definitely don't want to be in that. But the, the sheer glory and wonder of salvation by faith and grace alone means you, if you're in this licent licentious ditch and you have genuinely given your life to Christ and, and you, you, you're okay. Yeah. That's not what, Paul makes it very clear, this is not what you're called to, but walking by the Spirit. Uh, and, and that is a, 
in life's process as we learn better and better or more and more to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. But the Holy Spirit is going to work upon us. He's going to work upon, you know, he, the raw material he has is what you are when you come to that point of salvation. Now he might zap you with a million volts remote, might even zap you with 24 volts. That's his decision, not yours, and therefore the transformation might be quicker and, or slower depending upon yeah. whatever. Um, yeah. Licentiousness does not mean you're not saved, but it does mean you're not walking according to the will yeah. of God. It might mean you're not saved, uh, can legalism, an point can to legalism mean uh, that you're not necessarily not saved? No, that's right. But we did, yeah. we did see Paul put out this terrible warning uh, that we read in, uh, last week or the yeah. week before, that yeah. if, you're walking in if you're turning your back on this grace and choosing legalism, yeah. um, that's a dangerous place to be. Because I'm, I'm going to split hairs now. Uh, there, there is the danger that on that ridge you are, you know, carefully balancing in a legalistic way so yeah. you don't fall into one well, side the, or the, the other. The, yeah, but the only answer to this, I, that, that's the reality of people's individual walks, but the answer is the spirit. Mm. And, 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 and you know, this part of our job over the ne next few weeks is to, is to bring that point to bear because yeah. it's only by the Holy Spirit you can walk down the centre of the road. If you try and do it your own strength, you'll be in one ditch or another. You will fail. So and there's a reason why yeah. Paul brought up the issue yeah. of legalism first, because that is the primary issue. Because it's only by the work of the... Think of it this way, in terms of there's an order here. First of all, Jesus had to die on the cross to take the curse of the law, to take the condemnation of the law, to make it possible for us to be justified. And so, first of all, we have to embrace the truth that, that we are now forgiven, we're justified, so we are free from the law. We are not under this burden that says the tyranny of the law, if you like, that we have to keep all these things in order to be accepted by God. Mm -hmm. Our conscience has been set free from, from that terrible burden yeah. of trying to always earn points with God and be right with God. And only when that legal basis has been established that we are justified by faith and we are out from under that curse of the broken law, that now we have access, that God, if you like, has the uh, legal right, if you like, that we have access to the Holy Spirit mm. to live the, the life of grace, to live the life of, uh, of love. And, and so that, that is sanctification. Yeah. So the truth of justification, which is really freedom from the law, which is what sets us free from the law, has to be embraced first. Mm. And that's how we're saved in the first place. We're justified by faith. Now that opens up a new possibility of living by the Spirit because now the Spirit comes inside us. He empowers us. He writes the law on our hearts and, and He empowers us to walk as Christ wants us to walk. Mm. And, 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 and so that's sanctification. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and the, okay, it's very, a, very tangible. Just listening to it, being it, it is, isn't it? It's very tangible. That's why. Very that's tangible. why Paul had to do justification first, get that settled. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now he's moving on to the spirit, the sanctification. The spirit. Yes. Sorry, John. No, well, uh, you know, the, this is such an important point. Uh, um, 
and if you if you're not aware of that if you're never taught it there's no way you know you're going to walk by the spirit mm -hmm. because you 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 won't understand what's happening to you and and your flesh is so determined that you won't walk by the spirit mm -hmm. and and you know paul makes that very clear in his cry at the end of romans 7 you know he's it, the flesh is determined to defeat you yeah um and if you don't have the, the armory, which is what we're going to learn about here, you'll yeah. fail. Yeah. Um, and and it'll, it will be a, a different walk for everybody, but yeah. the, the Holy Spirit is, is, is going to take you and mould you into the likeness of Christ. So just remind me again, your, your reading, uh, my, let's go my reading first. Do not use your freedom to indulge the sinful nature, and then in brackets it says the flesh. What, what did we read earlier in, in the... Um, New King James Version, in this verse, um, the second Yes, uh, verse do not 30. use the liberty as an opportunity for the flesh. Okay, so this is my question that I sort of popped in earlier, was we, the flesh is sin, but it's also legalism. Or the flesh, if we were to define the flesh. Yeah, that's what I want. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, so that is everything we are in, by our natural birth. Yeah, it's not just our body. So that's what I want to unpack. Just for it's, those who are tuning in, it's our in. natural fallen state. That's the point. Forget the fact that we're born again now. Yes, okay? please. So we're not totally flesh, because now we have a reborn spirit. Yeah. And and but that that which we are in ourself, independent from God, uh, is. So when is, we're born, we're born sinful. Yes. We have the sinful nature. And every part of us, and I believe there is a sin nature in our physical flesh, yeah. that's the base of operation of it. But, but it, it affects every part of our being. Mm. And, and so we, we, you know, the, we have this thing now, even as born again Christians, we still have the, what's called the, the, the flesh. old nature or the old man. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't... Uh, no, no, don't like that one. Well, it's all terminology, you see. Of I, I believe the old man is the old spirit man. You got it. When okay. we're born again, yep. Praise God, we're a new man in yes, Christ. Yes. But we still have this thing called the flesh. Yeah. And we still have other scriptures talk about sin, singular, sin in the flesh, the sin nature mm. still in our flesh. So by ourselves, without the grace of God, we are, we are still very prone to sin, mm. you know. Um, but we are not without the grace of God, praise God. Yeah. Because now yeah. our spirit is reborn and the Holy Spirit lives inside our spirit, yeah. and He is working into our soul, and yeah. so forth. So we, are, we, we have a bit of a battle between these two, if you like, two natures within us, mm -hmm. and, and this passage makes that very clear. Yeah, okay. And we have to choose. We do have a choice. But That's right. in the, before we're born again, we didn't have a choice. <laughs> yeah. All we had was the flesh, you know, and we could not please God, even with our best religious efforts. But now that we have the Holy Spirit within us, although we still have the flesh, we have something much more powerful than the flesh, which is the, yeah. the, the Holy the Spirit of life. Just getting us. it correct again in my head then. These two ditches are both the flesh. Yes, yes. different That's forms the of the flesh. Yes, that is the point. Absolutely. Just in right. case people think, oh no, the flesh is just sort of licentious yeah. thoughts. It's, it, it's it, the flesh. It's, it's the flesh. And, and Romans, it tells us, you know, it is not you that sins, but sin in you. Mm. 
Um, and, and so we're back again to the, the contest between the flesh and the spirit, which mm. is going on constantly, this yeah. warring in my members that Paul talks yeah. about. Yeah. Paul was not immune to this. You know, we're not just talking about, um, it could be anything. It's not just carnal lust, which is tend to be what our minds think of immediately, mm. yeah. but it's anything which is detracting from the walk that, um, that the, the Lord is calling us to. Mm. Mm. But w the problem is that if you, if you don't have sound teaching, if you don't know this, your flesh will win every time. That's the point. Every single time. It feed that bit of the flesh, but yeah. absolutely feed absolutely. the other bit of the flesh. And the only counter to it, the only counter is the Word of God. Mm. There's nothing mm. else, uh, you know, which is the Spirit of God. Exactly. Mm. It's you, ca you cannot defeat it by any other way. Mm. Mm. And when you, uh, you know, when you're, when you're maybe dealing with Christians, you know, often when somebody becomes a new Christian, out of our culture particularly, you know, the initial problem is, you know, what we would think of the, the flesh in terms of, you know, sexual sins, yeah. things like this, mm. uh, which is easy, fairly easy to identify. But then the greater danger happens later is, as Christians say, let's say they, they learn to overcome these kind of things, there's a greater danger of spiritual pride. Yeah. yeah. Where you begin to think of yourself as superior in your own self over these other Christians because you are this law-abiding Christian, mm. you know, and, and that's White, that is kind. harder to identify mm. in yourself. Mm. You know, you know when you've sinned sexually, for example, but mm. sometimes that pride, that spiritual pride that actually legalism fosters, mm. and, and really some of Satan's greatest trophies are, you know, were like the Pharisees of yeah, Jesus' time. It. You know, very respectable people under the law, but on the inside of them, corrupt, all kind of corruption, yeah. and and that they religious hypocrites, if you like. Mm -hmm. So, and that is a very much a form of the flesh, yeah. but not so obvious. Yeah. So, so you know, don't indulge. Uh, rather, serve one another in love. Now, uh, there's a danger of. I know I'm jumping, but I know you're going to go back as well. But th there's a danger in serving one another in love that you can do that in the flesh as well. <laughs> You, 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 the, the pitfalls yeah, you are there, can. aren't they? Yeah. I mean, of course, if you're genuinely well, if serving. if you're genuinely in love, then you're, and you're, genuinely you're in the in spirit. Love, you're in the spirit. Yeah. Love only, love Sorry, doesn't, I, true love doesn't come yeah. from the flesh. You know? That's right. That's right. Uh, the, the flesh doesn't have that kind of love in it. Yeah. yeah. I just wanted oh, yeah, to yeah, make yeah, one, one interesting do. observation here. When he says, <clears throat> you've been called to liberty, that, by the way, that, that word called, is talks about grace. You know, we were yeah. talking earlier about, you know, whom he, Romans 8, 29, you know, whom he foreknew. This is all the grace of God, isn't it? He foreknew us, he predestined us, he called us. Yes. Yeah. That's his initiative. He, he did it, he called us out of darkness into the light. So already he's saying we're called to liberty. That, that That's is the, first the, thing he did. the action of God's grace. He called us into this place of liberty from the law. You know, so now we are free from the law. We're free from that condemnation. We are accepted by God. You have to embrace that. Yeah. That, but he says there is a danger, and he says, or only, as John punctuates <laughs> it, do not use liberty as an opportunity for the flesh. That, that word opportunity is interesting, mm. and it basically means a base of operation, mm. uh, or, or a, could, you could say excuse. So in other words, in other words, he warns against the form of thinking that, that somebody might think, well, okay, I'm free, you know, I'm forgiven, which is true. Um, 
But he says, don't let that be a base of operation in you just to flesh out, yeah. just to do, feel, oh, well, I should just do whatever I like. Mm. And, and, and that, that base it's of operation... It's a really fine line, isn't it? It, 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 it is a fine, it's a really fine line because you can fall into the other ditch, as it were. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, and it's really coming against what would be called antinomianism. <coughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, you need to unpack that one now because yeah. we've <laughs> heard it over many, many years, but many people will want that. Well, no, that. no, no more is the law, I suppose. And uh, so antinomianism is a rejection of all law. Yeah, that's right. Because in this, in this passage, he even says, we that, that's a strange thing. It's verse 14, the, all the law is fulfilled mm. in loving our neighbor as ourselves. So yeah. Paul, yeah. Paul is not rejecting law. We certainly reject law as a means of getting right with God. Yeah. Yeah. But if you think of God's laws as God's nature mm. and, and God's righteousness and what God requires us to walk in, which to put it in one word is love. Yeah. Love God with all your heart, love, love your neighbor as yourself. Yeah. In a sense, that's God's law. Mm. We don't reject that as the principle of our, of our life, yeah. but we, re law, we are under, we are set free from the requirement, yeah. sorry, of, from, of the judgment of the, of the law. Mm. Mm. But he, he, in Romans uh, 7, 8, he actually uses the same word for base of operation. Mm. where he says that um, the sin nature uses the law as a base of operation yeah. for getting control of us. That's it. That's so it. the so more the same we, old sinful nature. The it's more we try and way keep to, the law in our own strength, yeah, yeah. the sin nature uses that as a base of operation. Good, good. And well, anyway, I'm glad that we cracked the antinomianism. Yes. Because <laughs> people like to learn new words, yes. don't they, on Bible study. So yes. And, and, and the, it's so important that we stick with the word because this walking by the Spirit will happen two ways. It's walking by that leading of the Holy Spirit within you and you have to learn to do that. Mm. And the other way is, which it's not one or the other, it's both, is reading the scriptures. Yes. Because we forget that, this, we do forget that these scriptures are alive and active. Mm. They are supernatural. And this is what the unsaved, the religious, don't understand. They read, a, they've picked up some letters from Paul, others that he's probably written and that are not recorded here, which are inspired by the Holy Spirit and they read them just as if they'd written them themselves. Mm -hmm. So there's no life in it for them because yeah. they're not born again. Yeah. But once you're born again, these things, you know, we, we yeah. know how the, the meaning changes, you understand what is being said. So you need both. Yeah. You need to keep close to the scriptures and the Lord will speak to you through them and they'll guide you. Yeah, and this, um, so you Spirit works through the Word. Spirit works through the Word, that's right. Yes, yeah. Yeah. So, so it's living sharper, you know, Hebrews 4, living and sharper than any two-edged sword. And then it says, able to divide between the soul, soul and the spirit. Now, in that sense, in Hebrews, is it talking about the flesh? It's talking a about fleshly the fleshly soul. Yes, soulishness. It's a fleshly soul because soul yeah. and spirit. If you do a Bible study, are actually the same thing. They, 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 they That's what goes off to be with I, the law. Yes, Well, that's why on this particular. I know it's not our verse. Yeah. It's in We're Hebrews four, to, whenever, wherever yeah. in Hebrews four, at the end of Hebrews four. Um, yeah, I think it is worth unpacking that because I, people do confuse the flesh, as it were, uh, you know, the sinful nature and, and with, with this soul, 
that is saved? Yes. So the soul is being saved. So being saved. That's right. Okay. It's being saved. Well, well what All is I can being do is saved? My, my, I'm, no, no, I'm, we don't I'm mind tripartite. Yeah. yeah. John okay. is probably... We're not robots, so let's hear your well, take my, my view is that the spirit and soul are... You can't, you can't separate. That's all I'm saying. They're, they are the inner man. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm um, saying. The, the spirit, I believe, has been saved. The soul is being saved. Yeah. yeah. You know, because James talks about the word of God is essential in the saving of the soul. Yeah. But that's an ongoing process. That's sanctification. Yeah. So God's base of operation in us, I believe, is, a, is our reborn spirit. Yeah. Now, in our soul is where the battle is going on. That's right, yeah. Because there is the influence of, of the flesh, yeah. but also from the spirit, there is God's grace working in our soul. Yeah. And in a sense, we're always making choices in That's our right. soul, our mind, That's will, right. and emotions as, as to whether we yield to the flesh or whether we yield to the spirit. So what is it dividing soul and spirit then in that verse in... Um, uh, Hebrews well, 11. I mean, I have a very particular interpretation. Which I'd like to hear. Yeah, I mean, that's why. We, I mean, I'm only, I, by the way, I've said it before, I'm only here so I can hear what Derek's insights <laughs> no, well, are. No, no, no. <laughs> no it's just no, so actually happens. not just Derek's, Derek's I, and John's, I, I, but I, I do, can, I, mean, I am here to learn. I by believe the way. that is a, for, 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 for a tripart uh, person like yes. me, that is, is very important. Yeah. Um, that it's the heart. Because he says that the word of God goes to the division of soul and spirit. Mm. And, and, and what he's saying is because we can operate out of our spirit when it's a real Holy Spirit, mm. or we can be soulish. That's the point. That is operating according to the flesh. And sometimes outwardly, that can be, it can look respectable. The difference between spirit and soul is that the life is in the spirit. Yeah. Right. The soul. When I'm being soulish, I might be doing all the right things, but I'm imitating mm. the Christian life. I'm doing it from my own strength. I'm doing it yeah. from my own soul. Yeah. Anyway, he, and he says, the word of God penetrates to the division of soul and spirit, discerning the thoughts and intents of the heart. That's right. So it is the heart. This is my anatomy mm -hmm. of, of, yeah, yeah. of mankind. The heart is at the division of soul and spirit. The heart is the deepest part of the soul that is connected to the spirit. And the heart draws the life from the spirit and then like our natural heart, receives the life, the oxygenated blood from the lungs mm -hmm. and then it pumps it out to the rest of the body. So we, we're continually living that mm -hmm. way. So our spiritual heart receives the oxygen of the spirit mm -hmm. and then pumps it out to the rest of our life. That's why it's important we keep our heart in good shape with the yeah. word and spirit. So the heart is, is the division of soul and spirit. And then he compares it to joints and marrow. Yeah. So the spirit is like the marrow because the marrow produces blood and the life is in the blood. That's right. So the, so the spirit is like, so there is a distinction between spirit and soul. The spirit is where the life comes from. Mm. The soul is like joints. The soul does not have life in itself. It's designed to transmit the life of the spirit, mm -hmm. okay? So our soul, when it, as it should be, should be relaxed. It's, it's ceased from its own works. It's ceased from trying to generate its own righteousness. It's learnt to relax in the grace of God and transmit the love, joy, peace of God, you Wonderful. see? So that's like its joints. I'm glad I asked. So I mean, it's important. Final analogy is yeah, the car, right? Yeah, You've got the body of the car that mm. we want to get from A to B. How do you do it? You need an engine. That's like the spirit. That's where the power comes from. Mm. 
But that power needs to be transmitted through the gearbox system. And that's what the soul is. The gearbox has no power in it. Our souls have no power in it, but the, the power in the engine is transmitted through mm. it. And so if the gearbox isn't set properly, the yeah. power's potentially there in the engine, but it doesn't get to flow. Mm. But the danger is with the soul that there can be another power, as it were. Demonic powers can come in. Um, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but you know, um, Adam and Eve, you know, basically had access to the spirits, the power of the spirit, but they chose the power, the sensual mm. powers, and that's how their joints or or soul or transmission went a bit, you know, drove them in the wrong direction. Yeah, and and, <laughs> do that way. and we do, as these this passage says, you know. The two are warring against yep, each other. Yep, yep. Uh, and we have to constantly make a decision. He says, walk in the spirit. You, yep. You've got to, you know, we, we have that choice. Yep. We can yield to the flesh. We d if we do, we don't lose our salvation. Hmm. But, but we do lose the liberty yeah. of the spirit of God. So that in is our a good life. fit, isn't it, John? That Hebrews. Yes, yeah, it is a good yeah. fit, and I, I, I agree with everything Derek said. The word said. and the spirit. I, he, 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 he justified himself in my eyes when he said, <laughs> he talked about the soul and, and the spirit being indivisible, and yes. that they are, but they are separate parts of the whole, and that, that's, that's important. It's like a trinity, spirit, soul, body. Yeah, yeah it is. But only the body is but, separable. That's right. That's, that, that's where we can get misled, mm. thinking the soul is something that can exist yeah. by itself. It mm. can't. Mm. You know, the body goes into the grave and the, the spirit and soul with it return to the Lord. The scripture mm. says the spirit returns. So the spirit's not going to go without the soul because the soul right. is the very personality yeah. of the spirit. So it's, it's, they're going together. But I, I don't disagree with anything Derek said. So um, coming to what, before we were on Bible study recording, um, I quoted that hymn, my dad's favorite hymn, when all thy mercies, O oh my God, my rising soul surveys transported with the view i'm lost in wonder love and praise that soul that rising soul is that soul that's become spiritually alive that's right that is there inseparable yes. from yes. the spirits yes, yes. and then you survey you know and yeah. of and course the body then has we were actually talking about going um you know passing away and yes. and and that body as it were it is then the, separated. Go, that's right. And the body goes into the grave where it sleeps. Mm. And it sleeps until it's resurrected. It's mm. a poor, worn out old thing, you know, been through, perhaps been through yeah. all sorts of things. Yeah. And it sleeps. In fact, it's incredibly tender when you think about it. The New Testament in particular talks about um, the, the, the body sleeping. Now, I know that some believe that you, you just all of you, you just shut down and go into hibernation for mm. however long. And when you wake up, it is a blink of an eye. I, I understand that, but I just—it's—it's it's not supportable in, by Scripture. No. You can't back up that position. So I mean, in other words, the be, soul Luther, doesn't Luther sleep. believed it. The spirit doesn't sleep. sleep. But it just does no. not support it by Scripture no. at all. Yeah, and it, we do have this. It's rather unsatisfactory calling it the intermediate state, but that's what theologians yeah. have called it. Um, and we have to live with that. I wish Scripture had given us a better well, name I think for that's it. it. I, like, <laughs> yeah. I think that's a good, I like theological yeah. names. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. In other words, there are three stages of our existence. Mm -hmm. One is our life in this mortal body. Then if, if we die and we leave this body, for a time we continue as a spirit soul. And the Bible doesn't, 
say either that. says spirit, departed spirits or departed souls. Yes. Yeah. If we were going to be precise, it's our spirit soul. Yeah. Yeah. That's a bit clumsy, yeah. saying yeah. that all the time. <laughs> so then we're in the intermediate state, as John was saying, where we are, we are not clothed with a body. But we're still very conscious, very alive, and Luke 16 shows that. Mm. Uh, and then our ultimate state, our intended state, is when our soul and our body is reunited in the resurrection. Yeah. Yeah. And then we are in our resurrection body, and that's our eternal state. Yeah. So we were not really designed to exist without a body. But in the intermediate state between death and resurrection, um, you know, we live in that state. This, this is, for me, very powerful and profound and really important for us to cover in Bible study. It is important. It's so important. It is important. So na our nature. Yeah. It, we, it talks about the sinful nature, but what about the spiritual nature? And, and, and the interesting thing is, I mean, you know, I don't think this is a, you know, we're going off topic. I think these things Not are very important yeah. and very important to our viewers to talk about. Mm. I don't think we've ever gone off topic, by the way. I don't Bible think we study. have. <laughs> never, 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 ever. But, you know, we talk about being outside time, but we're not. If, if, you, if you again look at Scripture, God, the Lord is outside time. There's no doubt about that. Yes. But, but we're not. It, it might be different to time as we understand mm -hmm. here, but clearly there, the, Scripture seems to indicate that there is progress in the spiritual realm. Mm. And if there's progress, it has to be measured against something. So time is the obvious yes. thing. And you look at the martyrs under the throne in Revelation, they're told, mm. no, go back for a bit longer yet. Mm -hmm. There's yeah. clearly time yeah. in some form mm. is yes. operating there. Yeah, the Lord so. himself is outside time. Yeah. I don't think so. But I think yeah. that you, we, there no, will be. That's absolutely right. Yeah. And it, heaven's got a clock because the tree of life bears fruit every month. Yes. That's right. So there is yeah. an eternal yeah. clock. There is, yes. Yeah. There is. Otherwise, so there'll always be for us a, a past and a future. Yeah, wonderful. Yeah. Otherwise, it's completely abstract, isn't it? It's completely I mean, abstract, know, and, and it, it makes sense how you can you can you 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 continue your life into eternity, or, or, and and or into immortality. But we only have our immortality because it's it's given to us by the Lord. Mm. I mean, he is the only one that yes. is immortal, but he invests us with immortality. Yes. And we have this continuity from this life on earth through into mm. the intermediate state and on in, to be... So he's the Lord is outside time, but he entered time and space. Yes. And so the Lord Jesus, the risen Lord Jesus, there is a, um, an ascended and risen, you know, risen and ascended Lord Jesus is still, is, is still um, within a continuum of yes, that's, time. That's his human nature. That's so his human nature. He can move in, in his and divine out of time, nature, he's time. eternal. But that's in his right. human nature, he is now glorified. Yeah. Yeah. But yes, in a sense, he's, he, he is still a man. Yeah. And he still has identified with us and will do so for all eternity. Yeah. 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 Um, which is a massive thought. Oh, it's huge. It's bigger than I can, I can sort <laughs> Going of Going back to the flesh, I think a yes. big revelation that, that I, if I would say there's one important point to make about the flesh and the spirit is that our flesh is fallen. Yeah. And, 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 and this is the, the important thing, that in our flesh we just don't have what it takes to please God. Mm. It, it cannot contribute anything good. That's right. In fact, and he'll go on and say this, yeah. all it deserves is crucifixion. Mm. Yeah. Therefore, the only hope of producing any real righteousness in our life is by walking in the Spirit. Yeah. Because 
the moment, and that's the problem with legalism, in not just to be justified, but to be sanctified. The moment you start looking to the law and your law keeping, you're right back in the flesh and mm. nothing good can come of it. Mm. Yeah. There's that so, scripture that says, all our righteousness, our righteousness, yeah, this yeah. is filthy rags. So it's not righteousness, is it? No. no. It's and just it, flesh-manufactured antics. You'll, you'll either fail, you know, in your own eyes and come under condemnation, or you'll succeed and come into pride. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? But either way, nothing good can come of your... Now, that's so quite it's a revelation to get. Yeah, it is. To really get that, that nothing good can no come good of thing. you, of yourself. And how do you spell flesh backwards? It's basically self. Ah. Right? If you I knock off I the H at the end... Ah, oh, yeah, it's not spelling it's it self. backwards. You know <laughs> what I mean? So anything you can produce of yourself... Yeah. yeah. And, and that's why our pride has to be killed, that to realize, and that's what the cross does, it kills mm. our pride. Yeah. There's, it, our flesh just deserves crucifixion. I yeah. don't care if it's British flesh or whatever yeah. you're proud of in, in your Oxford, nation. Dare I say Oxford Oxford flesh. educated <laughs> flesh, <laughs> yes. uh, exactly. et cetera, et cetera. It, it, it stinks yeah. it does. in the eyes of God. And therefore, that's why Paul is so strong. He says, you, you, if you're trying to live by the law, you still believe in your own flesh mm. and, and you are bringing yourself under a curse. So, we, I, I think if, if folks were to reel back through our Galatians study, they've probably heard it 500 times, but just from another. So with each verse, Paul is, is just giving us that other caveat or, or thought that helps us define what we're saying. Because mm. we are saying it quite a lot, aren't we? You know, this uh, and it can't be said too many times. And it times. can't be said too many times. Um, Dara, I don't want to um, go where angels fear to tread, but the, um, can we go to the second half of the first verse of what we're studying? <laughs> Dare I ask? I mean, what he's saying is that, that now you are set free from the law, your so, liberty, yeah. that you're not to think of that as a, as a basis mm. for, for fleshing out. Yes, All right. that's right. You know, yeah. oh, well, God's not going to, I'm not under his yeah. condemnation. Yeah. So now I can just, because all you'll end up doing is come into the bondage. That's scene. right. Yeah. So what I was getting. So that is not freedom. Exactly. So, in, but instead he says, he instead, that's what I was through getting. love. Yes. <laughs> Thank you so much. Through love. Thought, oh, when, and where does that love come from? Yeah. It's the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Yeah. Serve one another. And, and yes. it's, in other words, you are set free to love. Yes. You are set free to serve. Mm. You are set free from yourself, mm. from the bondage of your sin and self, to, to love God and to love people. Yeah. And this word serve is even the strong word of, of being a slave even. Again, that, that you again. are yeah. given to yeah. love one another now. Mm. Mm. So it's not that this is not antinomianism in the sense that we are just free to do whatever our flesh wants to do, you know, in a sense, we are that because we, you know, God is merciful. But um, the whole purpose of being set free from the law is that we might now be constrained by the love of God, yeah, by the Spirit of God within yeah. us. And then he he clinches it in verse fourteen. Yes, he does. But let's look at this. This, um, you know, what is, what is the purpose of God? All right, for each one of us, he's saying live by the Spirit. Mm -hmm. But I, I I think there's a much bigger plan, much bigger plan afoot. You know that. He, he's, he wants us all to, all to live by the Spirit so we can walk out part of his master plan because we're all just individual cogs in a wheel. We're not some random, you know, random saved 
person who, mm. who's just left yeah, there in his own environment to get on with what he wants. Yeah. No, the Holy Spirit is going to talk to each of us and guide each of us if we let him and as we learn to hear him um, it, towards a common destiny and a common purpose, which is the Lord's purpose, mm. yeah. which he, Wonderful. we talked before, which he ordained even before the foundation of the world. So, Wonderful you know, the, and we're all part of that. Yeah. And if we do our own thing, we're just going to muck it up. We won't muck it up because no. the Lord's plans are never muck <laughs> No. But, uh, but it's yes. much better to cooperate. Yeah, to absolutely. Say, yeah, yes. But it's rooted in this whole thing of love, yes. summed up in a single command, mm. yes. which is what the Lord himself yes. um, said to... Leviticus 19.18. Yeah. Love, love your neighbour as yourself. Yeah. And of course, love the Lord your God. Yeah. And, and it's just interesting that he's, we have to be set free from the law in order to fulfill the law. Yeah. You know, that's just yeah. an interesting thing. In a sense, we, we're set free from, 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 from the law uh, in, the sense, in that sense. But the ultimate purpose is we would fulfill the law of love, you know, which is God's own nature, mm. that, that we would love our neighbor as ourself. That, in other words, we are so set free from ourself from the power of the flesh, that we other people are as important as, as ourselves. That's good. That is good. That's good. Okay, so we're about ten minutes off the, you know, as we're still within the framework of time. Yeah. And um, yeah, it, so you, yes, you mentioned Leviticus 19, uh, verse 18. Uh, but the Lord Jesus also used mm -hmm. that with the was it the rich young ruler where yeah. where where yes, Jesus yeah affirmed yeah, that affirmed and, and so. Part of the law of Christ, if you like, is, well, love one another as I have loved you. Mm. So there is, in a sense, a law of Christ. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, so being free from the law, it doesn't mean antinomianism. Yeah. Uh, we, but we, we can't fulfill the law of God in ourselves. Yeah. It is his grace in us that mm. fulfills it. Mm -hmm. And um, Ezekiel 36 okay. is yep. classic, of course, yep. prediction of the new covenant. Yeah. Um, Verse 26, I will give you a new heart and put a new Wonderful. spirit within you. Yes. You see, that's the old covenant law did not work because, yeah. because of the flesh. The flesh yeah. could not keep the law, even though the law is holy. Yeah. But he says, um, his, God's solution is he'll give us a new Just heart and new spirit. Just give us the verse again. Sorry, in, in verse 36, verse, verse 26. Yeah. yeah. I'll put a new spirit within you. Mm. I'll take out the heart of stone out of your flesh and I'll give you a heart of flesh. Mm a believing heart, mm. and I will put my spirit within you, mm. you see. So we have a new spirit, and we have the Holy Spirit within us. And notice, the spirit within us, within us, he will cause us to walk in my statutes, and you will keep my judgments and do them. Yeah. Which is basically love your neighbor as yourself. That's right. You, you know what I mean? That, but not by, the, by our flesh, but by the Holy Spirit within us, yeah writing his law on our hearts as we read the word and, 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 and empowering us to, mm. to fulfill God's righteousness in our life. By, by the way, this, this passage is, is one of those, uh, you know, which is, is very much latched onto in, because the preceding verses um, for, the, for those who say about the people of Israel, verse oh, yes. 24, I'll take you out of the nations, I'll gather you from all the countries and bring you back into the land. Um, uh, and it's used um, to, to actually uh, counter the arguments, well, they're not believers. Mm. You know, how could God be involved if they're not believers? But the following verse is, is almost a sequence. 
yes. back to the land, then change the heart yeah. of stone. First yeah. to the, the land, flesh. then to yeah. the Lord. Yes. I think that's quite two, a valid. It's a two-stage regathering. And of course, we are applying it to ourselves, <coughs> quite rightly, but there is a, yes. a primary fulfillment, as it were, of, that, of those verses, that they yeah. will, all Israel will, will be, be saved. Will be saved, but through the, accepting the new covenant. Correct, 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 correct. Yes. Um, another another um, chap who comes to mind is um, Alan Vincent. I remember he was in the early Restoration movement, and he he preached a sermon on the um, the law, the order of Melchizedek, and he said that that was you know that was the law of love. So the Lord Jesus is a priest of the order of Melchizedek. What is that? And he said, no, it's not the law of Moses. The law of love. Yeah, right. Because there's something about. Melchizedek and the, and the Lord Jesus being a priest of the order of Melchizedek that um, is eternal. Mm. It's not just, you know, a time and space. Melchizedek appeared and Abraham. And the Abraham difference is also. Homage to him. It's the difference as well between the imposed law, yep. external law, mm. you know, that I do the right things because there's an external force on me yep. to make me do it. Mm which is not, does not create real righteousness. Yeah. It's just I'm conforming to this external thing. And the internal law of, of, of God's, God's life within me mm. doing it, mm. you know what I mean? Mm. So um, it's, it's the difference between, you might say, you're driving along and you've got all these ex traffic lights and all these external mm. speed cameras, you know, controlling my driving yeah. yeah but if on the other hand i had a police officer on the inside of me that was would tell me yeah. you know what i should do at any time yeah. then i wouldn't need all those externals yeah. Yeah. because you know and in the same way we have the holy spirit within us yeah. he will produce the genuine righteousness yeah. by his life within us mm -hmm. and in a way it will be natural it will mm -hmm. it'll the righteousness will flow out us naturally not us that's right. Just trying to do it by the flesh. That's right. Okay. So, John, I, dare I say that, that oh, you'll get this joke. There are five five minutes left, John. Yes. If you remember Doug Harris. Oh, yes. <laughs> in, in, in Spain. And I just wonder whether we can cover verse 15. You know, it, it's, um, it's not contradicting anything that we've said over recent weeks and months on this. Well, again, I, yes. Come, don't, don't start biting chunks. No, but if we bite and devour one another, beware lest you be consumed by one another. I don't think we can deal with it in five minutes. No, okay. But, but, but I, again, I think we need to look at what's going on. You know, I, I said earlier that Paul is writing to a, um, a, a church that is separated throughout the country. Mm -hmm. and, and I think we, are, we need to be under no illusion of probably what was going on there. There were, there were groups of people who were being got at by mm -hmm. Judaizers, mm -hmm. Judaizers, unsaved people infiltrating the church. There were some clearly were going too far the other way and, and in, you know, leading a life which was ungodly. Mm -hmm. um, Paul, I suspect, had Friends, that, friends in the community who are keeping him informed about what's going on. And, and, and so you can just see that scenario is a recipe for backbiting mm. and for tearing each other apart. It happens, it's no different what happens today. Mm. It's because of devouring one another that we have denominations. Mm. 
Mm. You haven't got it right, we'll go do it here. And when yeah. you run them down yeah. and, and eventually somebody will leave your church because you haven't got it right and start running you down. This is, this is the way we devour one and another. And it's the opposite. It's of, the opposite of, of moving serving. in love. Because yeah. the, you, you, the Lord is not saying, you know, he's saying love your neighbour as yourself. Now who's your neighbour? Whosoever the Lord brings across your path. It may be That's the true. person lives next door, yeah. but it's whoever he brings across on your the road path to Jericho. In your, on your life's journey. Mm-hmm. He or she is your neighbour. And it doesn't ma- matter whether you, what they've done to you in the past, yeah. because you're asked to forgive them as you have been forgiven yeah. and to love them as the Lord loves them. Yeah. And th- this is... I, by the way, I, I love that, that, that ministry of the uh, Billy Graham, which uh, is entitled Samaritan's Purse. I've not heard that. Well, it, it's, it's their great, you know, humanitarian charity that yeah. does so much good work. It's done tremendous work in Ukraine as well. Yeah. Um, uh, it's called Samaritan's Purse. Oh, really? So it's just thinking of you saying, yeah. doesn't matter who they are. It doesn't matter. You're going to love matter. and serve You're them. You're asked to love and serve mm. them according to their need and, mm. and, and um, whatever the Holy Spirit is leading you to do for yeah. them. And I think that's so important because if you don't do that, you devour one another. You see the, the recipes there. Let's just talk about it. Yeah, you know, here's somebody that has deeply offended you mm. for whatever reason, no matter. And the Lord brings him or her across your path. Now, you can't love that person and meet their need if you're, if you're in unforgiveness. Mm. It's impossible. So we, we, the Lord says, no, you've got to forgive them. And you've got to forgive them because I've forgiven you. Remember what you did. Mm, (laughs) Remember. And you remember. I think, yeah, yeah, that's right. So you struggle a bit with it, but he'll help you to do that. And then you're to love them. So it doesn't matter what these people have done. And of course, as you love them, you heap coals on their head as well, don't you? So the the whole sort of scriptural cycle starts to move into operation. well, you bless, you really, the heaping of coals is yet another yeah. <laughs> theme, but that, that is, is actually, uh, uh, from my understanding, it's actually giving them fire coals. You're actually really blessing them by heaping coals well, so ult- they can have a fire at Ultimately, home. because that, that wonderful scripture, I wonder if I've got it here in 2, two Corinthians yes. 4, I think. Okay. Let me just check. Yeah. check that. Two, 2 Corinthians 4 yeah. at the end of... Um, Where, where it talks about, you, you, one of you probably remember, certainly, yeah. where, where it talks about all the suffering, I paraphrase, all the suffering that we have in this life mm. the, is nothing, com- the Lord's going to convert that mm. into a weight of glory. He'll know the chapter. Absolutely. Says, which is beyond anything we can think. That's extraordinary. An eternal so, weight of glory. Eternal weight of glory. Mm. I thought it was in 2 Corinthians 4, but... Yeah. I think you're, you're close. Yes. Well, it's at the end of, of 2 Corinthians 4. Our light and momentary That's troubles it. are achieving for us an eternal way. Yeah, isn't, isn't that and such an amazing we're on verse? On the countdown, keep going. Yeah. yeah. So you know, this person you're struggling with, now just do the right thing because that struggle you've had and your reaction to it in the right way mm. is going to give you, is going being credited to you an eternal weight of glory. Praise the Lord. I think it's just. Amazing. Thank you so much. <laughs> okay, out of time. Serve one another in love, and we'll see you next week. <laughs>